Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Lillard, another half-court three. And he hits it home! That should go for five points. Oh, gee. Denver's own Jokic drives, feeds Giannis. Reverse dunk from half a foot away. He's 14 for 14. Dave, just inside a half for the win. Yes! Dave LeBron wins it! Dame time in Atlanta! But I got to pick ass first. I'm definitely... Just blessed to be a part of this, and you know, so it's a sign of the work that our team has put in. People can say what they want to say. I've been, people have been talking to me. People have been talking about me for a while. We didn't play this game to seek the approval of him or anyone else. We're gonna go out there and try and win a game, yeah, win a championship. That's the goal, and that's that. Highlights from the All Star Game: Donovan Mitchell not seeking people's approval. Man, you could just see the massive chip on his shoulder right there, PK. You got to be loving that. I I couldn't see it. I didn't see it at all. You didn't see a chip on his shoulder. We don't play the game for his approval or anyone else's. No, I didn't see the video of it. I'm. Saying oh no, no. I'm talking. You could. Okay, you could hear you the hear chip it. on his shoulder. Okay. okay. Yeah, I, I was saying I didn't see the actual. Yeah, I didn't see the stuff. bite either. But boy, oh, okay, you could just okay, hear okay. it in his voice. Okay. All right. Like all right. bleep picking me next to last. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. If you channel it in the correct way, I mean. You can't keep playing the victim here for too much longer. If it drives you and gets you to the top, then play it all the way to the top. <laughs> if it's possible, whatever makes you be the best you can be, I would think at some point it's like uh, if I'm drowning, do I need 10 feet of water? Or if you know five feet is maybe good enough here. But if it keeps working for him, and that's the way he responds in an affirmative and makes him better, then, yeah, I'm all for it. Mitchell had 15 points in the All-Star game. Rudy Gobert, 10 points and seven boards. Mike Conley struggled shooting the ball, but he hit one shot, so he scored an All-Star bucket. He got (laughs) in as the replacement for the replacement late Friday. They interviewed him on TV. He was all sorts of fired up, so good for him. And, of course, Quinn Snyder was there, so plenty of representation. Now a little bit of downtime, and then back to it on Friday. Giannis Antetokounmpo gives the uh, MVP. He scored 35 points. Anthony Simons won the dunk contest. You ever been that high, PK? Yes. Ten Ooh. feet in the air. Oh, 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 well. Stop. <laughs> Ready to kiss the rim. On life, of course. Of course. Don't break your jaw. Don't lose any teeth. Someone's going to do that, trying to replicate that. Hey, man, let's put the trampoline right there. We'll be Simons. No! You think somebody could do that? Off a a trampoline, yeah. Kids screwing around or something. Or on an 8-foot rim. No, the list of people who can do that on a 10-foot rim is real short. That's why he won the dunk contest. Yeah, I think they've already been doing that, though. It was impressive. I, I mean, I did watch it, and you could see his face was right there. Yep. Steph Curry edged Mike Conley. He's got a flair for the dramatic. i got to make eight of the last nine. So he makes, like, six in a row. <laughs> oh, I got a mulligan? I'll just miss this one. So he wins a three-point shootout. Uh, The NBA news over the weekend, Blake Griffin bought out in Detroit, is going to Brooklyn to play for the Nets. 
after they bought out the last two years in Detroit. Don't know how much he's got left. He's going to be a small ball center from what I've read, PK. The guy who is known for his incredible athleticism coming out of college and a number one pick, and now he hasn't dunked in more than a year. So don't know what's left in those knees, but the Nets will give it a shot. That's nah, worth the shot. I don't know if he's going to make a difference, just maybe here or there. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Kata gets the du- has the double team. Hands it to Anthony. Three seconds, two seconds. Anderson for three. Yes! Alfonso Anderson buries the three. Aggies up two, 50-48. Four seconds, three seconds. Wooster for three. Yes, sir! Raleigh Wooster puts the Aggies up five with 37 seconds left. And the Utah State Aggies complete the comeback down 27 to 17 at halftime. A miserable offensive first half. Pretty good defense, though. 27 points and a half. You'll live with that. And then they held them to 24 in the second half, and they come back and get the win. When you're banking in three pointers midway through the half, maybe you start midway through the second half. Start feeling like maybe it's your night, PK. And the Aggies actually, get it I done. think that uh, both teams banked one in in that second half. So. Uh, sort of canceled each other out. I mean, Fresno's not a good ball club, and Utah State is much better for sure. And here we are again, San Diego State 1, Utah State 2. It seems like we've been down this road <laughs> right? Uh, last few seasons, and if they have a game like they had last year, that would be incredible. So, I mean, they got an opportunity to win it. They probably got just as much opportunity as, as anybody else does. Tournament will start Wednesday. Aggies will play Thursday night, 7 o'clock. Scotty G will have the call. Pre-game probably about 6.30 right here on the Zone Sports Network. Now, for the other schools, uh, Utah blew out Arizona State 98-59. PK, it's been a weird year for both these teams, so why not play a completely weird game? A 39-point blot? You didn't see that coming, did you? Uh, literally, I was on the golf course. <laughs> Utes uh, finish the regular season 11 and 12, 8 and 11 in conference. They're going to be the number seven seed in the Pac 12 tournament. Coach Larry Kristoviak is going to join us coming up at 9.05. Uh, the thing about this one, you know, they got Washington, who sucks, and yeah. then they already beat SC. So, an opportunity so, to win two ball games there, maybe. You never know. Wednesday, 5 o'clock for Utah and Washington. Certainly the first one. I would be very, very surprised if they did not win that first one. Yeah, you ought to get the first one. Washington seated lower than they are. They're the favorite. Yeah. Southern Utah won their first ever Big Sky regular season title. They were out at Portland State 73-54. Weber State had the regular season finale against Northern Colorado. Canceled 45 minutes for tip-off. They're going to be the three seed. Eastern Washington's the two seed. Seems like one of those three teams ought to win that tournament. Wouldn't think somebody else is going to come in and beat two out of those three teams. So those are kind of the big three there. BYU, they don't have to wait. Everybody else, you know, it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and all that. Uh, BYU's playing Pepperdine tonight, 10 o'clock. ESPN2, semifinals of the WCC tournament. Gonzaga ought to win their game in a blowout at 7. Well, I think BYU will win in a blowout and then they'll lose tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, the other tournament is the WAC. UVU split their series with Grand Canyon. So they split the the two games set. They are they win their first ever WAC regular season title. Wolverines will be the two seed in this week's WAC tournament. Now the WAC is basically Big Sky in terms of there's one team going. Yep. And we'll see if those two meet again in the final Saturday. They're seeded into the semis. It's only a six team tournament, and they'll be seated into the semis on Friday.
New Mexico State has been dominating that league, but uh, they're 500 in the league this year, and they are the three seed. So UVU could see them in the semis, but they're not as good. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Time is of the essence for him. If they're already entertaining all these other options like they are, if they could have gotten rid of them now already, I think they would have. So they're working with what they have right now, and and that just shows you what his trade value is. I think it should be better than that, but unfortunately it's not right now. So he's they just got to do something fast to get him out of there. Mark Sanchez says the Jets need to move Sam Darnold and maybe after the draft will be possible, PK. I'm kind of thinking with potential trades out there, everybody's looking to see, well, are Seattle Houston going to move their guys? And then who's going to get the top quarterbacks in the first round of the draft? And maybe after all that settles, somebody will realize, okay, he's our best bet. But right now, they're thinking something else is going to break their way. Okay. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Honestly, I just try to forget forget about last year. You know, last year I had high numbers or whatever, but just try to forget about the year and then just look at look at old film, work, look at what I need to work on for right now, you know, because there's all, always something to work on, especially with spring ball starting up. We were like in the third day right now, you know, and I still have stuff to work on. So, you know, just perfecting that until next season is my goal right now. That's Tyler Algeo right there. Doesn't want to look back at 2020. Looking to improve in 2021. It's a different deal. Forget about it. He's turned the page. Apparently not resting on his laurels. His laurels, huh? His laurels. Okay. (laughs) Kansas has placed head football coach Les Miles on administrative leave. The university will conduct a full review to determine the appropriate next steps. Geox Athletic Director Jeff Long said in a statement, there's a lot of... uh, Media blowback, and the uh, it's a Miles attorney, Peter Ginsburg, categorized it as being disturbing and unfair. So we'll see if he stays at Kansas, and Kansas continues to struggle for more than a decade now. We don't uh, have anything on Puka Nakua putting himself into the transfer portal. I don't know why he didn't put that in there. You were the guy who put it out there on Twitter. I mean, it's been rumored for a while. He's officially in the portal. He's in the portal. And he's going to BYU. Puka and Samson. Looking like a decent opportunity that both could be improved. Together again. Did they ever play together before? No. Uh, In high school, they're too far apart, weren't they? They're too far apart in high school, yeah. Okay, so they're going to get a year together. Uh, Together again, like they were at home at the dinner table in junior high. (laughs) For Thanksgiving, I got you. Yeah. Uh, But I I didn't know if they had played together on the football field. Uh, Yeah, I I think it would probably categorize them as the leader in the clubhouse, but... You know, I'm not going to report it until it actually Never is done. Never done until it's done. I mean, I could tell you a couple years ago, BYU thought they had a transfer receiver. And uh, it got next, yes. And it, and it did. And, and that kid went on and, and had a phenomenal senior season some other place. Uh, so, I it don't know. It isn't done until the T's are crossed and the yeah. I's are dotted and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, he can, if he's healthy and lives up to his billing... Boy, he could be a real good addition to the team. I guess the thing you can say is that there had been rumors that Samson... Well, the rumor was they were going to end up together and that Samson might be going to Washington, but that wasn't clear. Maybe they were both going to BYU. This is all rumor, and nobody really wants to run with it. But now that Puka's in the transfer, it seems like that rumor in the transfer portal. But you can be in the transfer portal and go back. But it would seem like that isn't happening. 
But again, be careful about getting too far in front of this. Oh, thing. you were in front of it. You yeah, told me yeah, weeks ago. I did tell you weeks. Well, I told you weeks ago about Samson wanting to, yeah, transfer and play with Pooh. Told me weeks ago. I did. Look at you, but man. I but I didn't want to go on the air with it because you never know with this stuff. Tennessee's notified former interim head football coach Kevin Steele. He will not be retained on Josh Heupel's staff, but he will receive his full $900,000 salary over the next two years after less than two months on the job. Man, they really want him to go away. You haven't really done all that much, but here's here's nine hundred grand. Go away. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's in the contract, though, and they have to. Yeah. He was hired by Tennessee as a defensive assistant while Jeremy Pruitt was still the head coach and Philip Fulmer was still the athletic director. Six days later, Pruitt got fired and Philip Fulmer stepped down. So, all right, DJ and PK. That's a lot of money. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Right time for a strike in Trevor Bauer. I figured if they can't score off me with... One eye open. It's going to be difficult to score off me with two eyes open. So just having a little bit of fun. Trevor Brower, just screwing around out there, PK, having fun. Yeah, he's an odd duck. <laughs> right. And so you're you're going to get that, and they knew. But he's really good, so he can get away with it. Uh, the one-eyed close, it reminds me, they had a pitcher, Dodgers did, named Jim Gott. And his wife uh, had, uh, had one eye. And she was a beautiful woman. And uh, the guys on the team, they really noticed that she was such a beautiful woman. And they went up, one of his teammates went up to him and said, yeah, ain't no woman like the one I'd got. Seriously? Apparently. All right, I'll go with seriously. <laughs> No, it's a joke, not serious. See, she had one eye, yeah. and she was beautiful. Uh-huh. The one eye, right. and her last yeah, name was I get, Gott. I got it, I got it. G-O-T-T, you know, the right. one-eyed Gott. Yeah. See, yeah. You see what I'm saying? I did. I got the lyrics. <laughs> Indians third baseman Jose Ramirez. DH, Fran Milrez, have been isolated for their teammates at spring training after breaking COVID-19 protocols. Manager Terry Francona said Francona said Reyes drove to the Indians exhibition game on Friday in Mesa, went to get a haircut following the 10-4 win, and told the Indians he and Ramirez then went out to dinner and were indoors, which violates COVID-19 guidelines established by Major League Baseball and the Players Union. Both will be in isolation until the team gets word from the league as to when they can rejoin the club. And back to Jim Gott, Southern California kid who committed to play linebacker in football for your Brigham Young University Cougars. Did but, you know that? No, I did not. Yes. And he was also recruited to play, of course, on the school's baseball team. But and opted okay. to go pro. Got drafted. Cardinals drafted him in the fourth round. So he did not follow through with his commitment to attend BYU, but he could have been a linebacker. He could have been Kyle Woodingham's teammate at BYU. Would have been second string or played outside linebacker. (laughs) Not moving Kyle. Well, depending on what went on down there. Now, Gott's brother played 
golf at BYU. How about that? Probably pretty good then. They've had some pretty good golf teams. It's been in the years he was there, but still. Yeah. And. Pay for Carl Tucker. In case you're wondering, he has six kids. I wasn't. Are you just reading the Wikipedia page? No, I just know that. <laughs> oh, okay. I played for the Dodgers, and I covered some Dodger baseball. Fair enough. I just figured you were on the Wikipedia page just throwing out random facts. Well, I just would randomly look up Jim Gott. Yeah, he's not me. Come on. Give him some credit. No, I talked to Jim Gott back when he was, uh, he pitched a little bit for the Dodgers. I think he was there probably three or four years. He bounced around. He had a long career as a MLB pitcher. But yeah, I had, le- I had learned in doing research about him a long time ago uh, that he had committed to play football at BYU. So yeah, obviously a very good athlete there. And Bob Brenly had told that joke about the one-eyed guy. I think they were teammates somewhere along the line. I think they uh, both played for the Giants and maybe even Toronto. Old friends. And he told that one-eyed got joke. And since Trevor Bauer did that, I just thought of it. And I thought it was worth it on a Monday morning. You're always telling me, lighten up. I lighten up, and then you practically crap in my face. <laughs> that does sound like something that was uh, cooked up on some bus ride or some plane trip, right? <laughs> Guys well, sitting around the, in the dugout yeah. killing time. I thought the folks around here would like to know if, that they would find that interesting, that Jim got. Long ago, he's in his 60s probably by now, that uh, he would be, uh, he was uh, recruited to play linebacker at BYU and signed, committed to play linebacker at BYU, but then went to to the pros baseball draft and obviously made the right decision, played in the big leagues for a number of years. All right, DJ and PK, that is what is training and is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, we've got Steve Cleveland here. The Monday visit with a basketball insider. That's at 805. Larry Kristoviak, Utah men's basketball coach. Coming up at 905 right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Hot Texture Toast brought to you by Jerry Seiner Cadillac. Check out the bold new lineup of Jerry Seiner Cadillac. It's definitely not your grandpa's Cadillac. Time for the question of the day. Fresh off the All-Star game. Well, how about that game? How about that weekend? How you all feeling out there after All-Star weekend was just wedged into about five hours? If it taught me anything, PK, it's that we don't need a whole weekend. Only TNT does. Oh, I think I already knew that, but <laughs> yeah, right. fine. Yeah. Now you've lived it. But if they wanted to spread it out over a couple days, I didn't, I didn't have a problem with that. If that's what they wanted to do and celebrate the league a little bit. I don't know if they had uh, their usual, probably didn't. I know they have alumni meetings and union and all that stuff going on. So it's like a little convention like the Final Four, the you know, the coaches always go down wherever it might be, and they get together uh, on that. Football, college football has a coaches convention uh, usually a, a week or two after the, the final game is played. So you can use that in conjunction. But the actual event, I, I actually liked it 
better on the same thing before. I'm, I can't remember the last time I watched the dunk contest or I watched the you know the skills and the shooting thing. Uh, but since it was all condensed right there, and there was uh, well, there was other stuff on. Uh, I, I watched a little bit of Oregon, Oregon State, Pac-12 women's. Uh, had their thing going on. Stanford wins again. They're they're really good and have been for a number of years. So I was flicking around a little bit. No Oprah. I'm not into that. <laughs> People playing. The, I'm so. I mean, who's the victim today? I mean, just everybody's a victim these days. I didn't expect that you watched that. Uh, so no, not not literally not Do, one second. How much time have the two of us spent talking about the royal family in the history of this show? No, I don't pay it this much. <laughs> yeah, right. the big goose. Egg. And then they're then they're victims. I mean, I, my victim quota is really really running out here. But that's just me. And you want to play the victim? Go ahead. I, I'm, I'm immune to it at this point. Uh, so no, I didn't watch not didn't watch a second of that. I watched something on ESPN. They had, like, uh, the goats, and I was fascinated by this photographer, and Kobe Bryant was on there talking about, uh, you know, with cell phones, everybody's a photographer, but he was saying it was so superficial, but this photographer that they were talking about captures your soul, and I'm watching this thing thinking a couple of things. I can't believe he's still not alive. And secondly, what a tragic loss to mankind because Kobe Bryant's intelligence and his ability to speak and say it in, in a manner that uh, so so eloquent and so true and so accurate, it's just it's a tremendous loss to mankind. Obviously, to his family, it's a thousand times greater. But to the rest of us, all that he could have contributed, he'd all his basketball stuff was done. It spoke for itself. But all the stuff he could have contributed in life would have been, especially with all the stuff going on, I would have loved to have heard what he thought about all this stuff because the man had supreme intelligence. I mean, on his SATs or whatever the thing is where you score in the in the hundreds. Uh, as I think it was sixteen hundred when he was yeah, taking it. Now it's yeah. twenty four. They've changed okay. it. Well, I mean, he had some whatever. He had score, a massive score, yeah, right? Yeah. So he's just a brilliant person, and what a loss! And I'm listening to him speak, and it just it's just shocking to me that. Uh, and we're a year removed of it, so I was flicking around that, but I did enjoy the actual competitions of that other stuff a little bit more because it was on a more convenient time for me. Uh, a Sunday, you know, I'm probably not going to go out to eat with friends or what have you, as opposed to a Saturday. Yeah, and even if you were at home on a Saturday, there'd be BYU and Utah and Utah State playing on a Saturday night. It's going to be distracting. That's that stuff you're going to have to follow, and that's going to beat All Star Saturday night uh, in your book. Probably, yeah, sure, uh, I would agree with that. Uh, so and, and and there was really nothing that I was glued into, but I did watch it. I did watch that kid throw down the dunk and put on the Tracy McGrady jersey. And, uh, you know, that was fun. It was – I enjoyed it. And didn't, I didn't think I would because I hadn't been paying attention to it at all. But I did yesterday. I don't know if that's something they want to consider. I mean, who cares what I think. But for me, it worked. Feedback from the people. Overall, Brad says, the game wasn't bad. And it was great to see Mike participate. A lot of people feeling good for Mike Conley, getting in on Friday night. Todd says, I wish Conley could have won the three-point contest. So close. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would have really been fun for him, for sure. Uh, because, And I appreciate his stated desire. I don't think any less or more of Mike Conley 
today than I did uh, Friday when we did the show, when we didn't know that Booker was going to have a sprained knee and Conley was going to get the call to go. But if it mattered to him, so be it. Uh, great. Good for him. And and it would have been fun if he could have won that because I'd imagine he'd won. Anybody who enters is going to want to win, that's for sure. So uh, I'm appreciative of his desire. It's like uh, he was like a little kid in that way. Yeah, I want to make the all-star team. I mean, what kid in Little League or whatnot, if you ask them, yeah, you want to make the all-star team? Yeah, that'd be sweet. <laughs> and it's like he's a man who's 33 years old. You want to make the all-star team? Yeah. So the little kid in him is something that I think we can appreciate the honesty and the innocence of it. And I interviewed him before the game, and he was obviously really happy to be there. And I know other guys view it as a chore, and they've done it a lot. But they'll go out and say the right things, but the kind of look on their face is like, yeah, okay. But he was beaming. He was pumped. Well, he seems to be very sincere in his media interviews. In the time that he's been here with the team, anyway. I don't know what he was doing in Memphis. Probably the same thing. Uh, but he seems very sincere and honest in the way he speaks and is open uh, about it. And, and he in- expressed a desire to want to go. And, and good. So, yeah, sure. In that little kid way, I'm happy for him, too. Rick says it was kind of boring. Just seems like there's no defense, no competition. And Tony says it's time to get rid of it. It's just a way for someone to get hurt. Yeah, they're not getting hurt, Tony, because they're not really competing. Back to Rick's point about no competition, no defense. That's how you might get hurt. So they eliminated that part. <laughs> Don't get too close to somebody. Well, the idea of getting hurt, I mean, so what do you do in the offseason? You don't play pickup games? You don't you, you don't uh, practice on your own and all that stuff? I mean, the get, get hurt. It's any number of chances and opportunities you have to get hurt. And, uh, I, don't, I don't think you can live your life, well, I can't do this because I might get hurt when you're in your 20s and 30s. Now, I'm not talking about running with the bulls. Or which uh, wow, the best man, Pamplona. The best man at my wedding did do, uh, by the way. He did uh, run with the bulls. He was uh, an adventure seeker. Uh, so... Uh, you got to get out there and work out. And, and the, you know, I think the league needs a showcase. Really? Yeah, I do. I don't. Everybody else is doing it. Why shouldn't you do it? You yeah, would, and then would, the, NFL, would... the NFL doesn't do it, and it's fine. It's, what they need it for is uh, their, the corporate partners, and the, I think they all like that stuff. And so – it's great for the high mucky mucks who get some all expenses paid trip on, on the work account, and I guess if that helps them close deals or uh, price deals a little higher because they probably have sponsors anyway, but maybe they get to price them a little higher. Then that's I think that's what they need it for. If they name the all star teams and there were no games, and they took off the middle of one week because weekend games draw the best, I think the league would be great. It'd be fine. Okay, you you must have missed when we had the celebration here when Salt Lake got the All-Star game. It was a massive deal. Nope, we didn't miss it. I was standing next to you, and you know I was. So <laughs> We were in the back. That was, that was just a big, big deal. Don't you remember the former mayor who was just telling everybody we were woke, mentioning her wife 500 times, and 
how you can get alcohol here. I mean, that's in the atrium. I was there. <laughs> We're cool people. We're not all Mormons. <laughs> Why did she just say that? Yeah, of... she kind of did. Well, get to the point. If you're going to say it, get to the point. That would have been no nope, politicians. <laughs> they don't do that. Don't do that. Dance around it. So, yeah. I, I, and to say the NFL doesn't have it, I'm not sure that's true. I mean, the Super Bowl is the biggest event in the world, and. Or at least in our country. I don't want to offend you soccer people. Uh, so, and, and it goes on for two weeks practically. So they do have a showcase event. And the NBA Finals isn't a, a bunch of parties in the way that the Super Bowl is. So that's what the NBA needs to do. And MLB in the middle of the summer, I mean, that tiny sport that's going away for those people who are interested in it, it's a big deal. And every seed is always sold. Freaking for the home run deal, usually every seed is sold. So you need a showcase event, and and I think the NBA does need it. Yeah, and it gets to present itself in a positive manner. I, I think it's good for the league. The game's the game, but the showcase event. I thought this one on the one day right before and then during with the with the dunk was the best that they've had. At least it, it caught my attention more than it normally does. Joe says, NBA, all-star games, terrible product. I'd rather go dress shopping with my wife than watch that nonsense. Well, that's a great thing. You have that opportunity to do that. Three thumbs down. <laughs> well, it depends on what you're looking for. Cocktail dress at Kmart? If I'm going to go to a soccer game and expect the score to be 10 to 8, I'm going to be disappointed. If I'm going to go to an NBA All-Star game and expect the score to be uh, 98 to 94, I better realize that's probably just halftime. They're not going to dig in. That's not going to happen. So I, I think it depends on what your expectation is. And the game is the game, and it's probably not going to change. But I think the actual event, the day's events, worked better for me this year than it has spread over multiple days. Kevin says, how can you root for a team when your guys are split up? Go back to East and West. Kevin wants his tradition back. I don't want the East and West because that means I'm obligated to have the Eastern All-Stars equal the same as the Western All-Stars. And if you're going to equal that, then I agree, go back East versus West. But if you're going to split it up, then don't have East versus West. Have the whoever uh, coaches vote and, the, and the, the voting combined with the coaches, they're the ones, I guess, who select the reserves. Have what you perceive as the best 24 as opposed to having to have somebody from a particular conference when you don't play the East versus the West. My wife walked in, and I was talking to her, and she was surprised that there wasn't East. It wasn't East versus West. I said, no, they have this draft. And she actually she learned of the draft the other day when all the hubbub of uh, Mitchell and Gobert going last and next to last. And so uh, she she thought that they were literally the last two chosen to be on the team, and I said no, that's not the way it works. It was their le- the way the draft was in East versus West. They don't have that. They mix it up. So it doesn't make any sense to mix it up 
and then but name them East versus West. That's inconsistent. I would like to see that consistency uh, established. And so don't have East versus West since you aren't playing East versus West. And then we could have 17 or 18 guys from the West where there are more good teams and a longer list of the better players. Presumably, yes. Throw in your six or seven guys from the East. That would make more sense in that way, I, I would think. I think that's a, and that's a tweak. It's not. I don't think anybody's going to care on that, right? I wouldn't think people would. Players care, in would the they? East who are less likely to get their All Star bonus. Other than that, I wouldn't think anyone would care. Maybe teams in the East who wouldn't be able to pub their guys as All Stars and sell them that way. I guess that's probably what's holding it back. Uh, sure. Yeah, I, I guess so. But, I mean, to see the Celtics, a team that is just not very good this year, have two All-Stars, which would have been the same as the Jazz, if not for Booker. Makes no sense. It, it doesn't to me. The Celtics no. are two games over five hundred, yeah. And to the point about the East sucking, that's fourth place in the East. They're fourth in the East at 19 and 17. You're two games over five hundred in the West. You're the Dallas, Dallas Mavericks, and you're eighth. With one right. all-star. Right. Porzingis is a great example. In the East, he probably would be an all-star. He's got to stay healthy enough uh, to get into year. a game. Uh, but he seems to have some level of stardom. I don't know, rubbed off because he's played in New York or something. Because uh, he's tall. and, yeah. and, and I mean, He's so good when he's healthy, but he just hasn't been healthy that much. Yeah. Uh, so when he's not really played on a winner, uh, and Doncic is that team. So yeah, that, that that's the one that I would make that tweak. To me, that seems common sense. Ralph says I didn't tune in even with four jazz players, which Jeff four. had to say uh, it was only three, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and Ralph said, "Up, oh, I threw the coach in there. My bad." <laughs> four representatives is what he meant. Players wasn't the perfect word. Four representatives. Well, that's your choice. They took a shot of Quinn. He's sitting over there on the sideline, masked up, not doing much because it's the All-Star game. What is there to do? Then they take a shot of Doc. He's sitting over there on the side just kind of looking around. Good old Glenn. Third All-Star game. What are you doing? Not much. Rotating the minutes. Nothing else to do. (laughs) Well, if I were those guys, the best thing about it is uh, you're that much closer to the Caribbean. Ah, they got you to an Atlantic. Hop on a quick flight. Yeah. Had to go through Atlanta anyway. <laughs> if you chart. Although Atlanta to Puerto Rico is actually longer than Salt Lake to Atlanta. Time to go to the Keys. Haven't made that flight. It's way out there. Yes, it is. I was surprised. Got to fly out there past the end of uh, Cuba. Back in the day when I uh, did a lot of flying for the Watchdog. Flew first class, both legs. Oh, look at you, big time. Okay. Well, I used to get upgrades. Absolutely. I mean, I was flying. I was traveling a lot for football and basketball. And so that was, uh, well, I'd been the Caribbean multiple times with uh, both BYU and Utah. They would play in those tournaments there. So uh, if I was Quinn Snyder, uh, I would do that for a couple of days. Go go where it's warm and just uh, vegetate for a couple of days, as you should. Uh, and it's a very uh, high-intensity 
labor-inducing work hours. I mean, I can't imagine the amount of hours he must work during this during the season, and really year-round. It's not like uh, you're just sitting there with your feet up the, once the season ends. You're, you're putting in a lot of hours uh, to to maintain and get better and all that stuff. So if he had a couple of days to have some chillaxification, I would Somewhat. certainly chillaxification. That's wow. a Kenny Chesney song uh, that he has out. It's a very good tune, actually. And so he talks about chillaxification. Coming back, Yak. So have some chillaxification uh, for uh, for himself and his family or whatever he may choose. I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know if he's going to fly back. It's already home and is back in the grind, uh, setting up practice schedules and reviewing film. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me though if that's what he was doing. Uh, wow, we've lost uh, two or what they lost two in a row and three out of four, whatever it was. So yeah, we got to get back. And so. He's he's as we speak. He's sitting in front of a front of a projector. <laughs> that wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me either. Tell you the truth. Uh, he's got he's got little kids, so that might be the way that goes. Or he could head to the Bahamas. Yeah, that sounds like fun. That's not nearly as far as Puerto Rico. Oh no, no, not at all. I've been there. I, and no, that's. Uh, I, that's practically the U.S. I'm surprised it's not a U.S. territory, actually. Yeah. Right off the end of Florida there. Yeah. All right, DJ and PK, there's some of your reaction to the All-Star game. Steve Cleveland is coming up, and there's another jazz story out there that, you know, it's. Yeah, I don't normally tie the jazz to the governor of New York, but this weekend I did, and we'll get to that coming up. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, embarrassed on a national stage. Taken last, they probably feel like they were slighted. You go back to February 24th, Jazz, they beat the Lakers by 25. Yes. LeBron does not like getting his nose rubbed in anything, let alone a 25-point beatdown to the Utah Jazz. This is psychological warfare. Utah Jazz players, play with that extra edge, that mentality, that physicality that you'll be unstoppable and avenge the city. There would never be a better time for the Utah Jazz to win a championship so we could all look at the rest of the country and be like, ha! See? You don't got to be number one or two market in the country to have a championship team. Hanson Scotting weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ PK brought to you in part by Davis Vision, giving you 1,000 reasons to get rid of those contacts or glasses. That's $1,000 off LASIK. Start your road to better vision at davisvisionmd.com or call them at 801-253-3080. That's Davis Vision. All right, so I mentioned before the break, I don't often think of the uh, hear about the governor of uh, New York and think about the Utah Jazz, but I did this weekend, PK. There's more allegations of sexual harassment coming out against the governor of New York. A second person, a third person have come forward, and he's saying he's not resigning, and that story will go wherever that story goes. And, but it made me think of the Jazz because we heard the allegations from Elijah Millsap towards Dennis Lindsay. And when one of these comes out, and you know this because you've been in the media a long time, there's a couple things that happen. One, you hear from uh, when, when it's in the he said, he said phase, sometimes you've heard stuff leading up to it. And so it comes out and it's not a huge surprise. And I'd never heard anything like this uh, leading up to it. So this, this was a surprise because I hadn't 
Had, hadn't heard anything along these lines about Dennis. And then, but once one comes out, then you wait to see, are there going to be more allegations? Or are more people going to come forward? And you can probably think of a bunch of allegations and alleged scandals or real scandals, and here's the news trickles out, and then there's a second one, and then there's a third one. But we haven't heard any more of that about Dennis. And I don't know where this is going. The investigation goes on, and they got a lot of players and ex-players to talk to, and they got a lot of front office people and ex-front office people to talk to and track all this stuff down. I don't know if they'll go to his previous jobs, too. Uh, maybe they will. Those are a while ago now. So, But there's a lot of people to talk to. But we're not hearing anything trickle out, and we're not hearing that second and third allegation come forward the way we, do, we have in New York. Maybe we just haven't yet. Maybe, I mean, who knows where this is going. But it did get me thinking that we haven't heard anything with this, and I wonder if we're going to. Because you would think if this were a pattern of behavior, we heard, would have heard more. And maybe, maybe it did happen. It's just a one-off incident. But the stuff about Cuomo this weekend got me thinking about that and thinking, it's been pretty quiet here lately. Yeah, I don't know what to say to that, man. Because <laughs> yeah. we, weren't, we weren't in the room and we don't know what happened or didn't happen. I don't know what is a pattern in these situations. If someone who does this, whatever it might be, do they do it multiple times? Uh, is it once? I don't. I don't know. What do what do uh, those people who deal professionally think about that? I can't say that that is uh, something that should be. If you did it once, and I'm not saying Dennis did it by any stretch, not not at all. But uh, if uh, if someone did it once, that would be one time too many. There's no question. But the point being, has research shown if you did it? Are you likely to be a serial offender? There's got to be some research there is what I'm saying. I'm not talking about Dennis Lindsay at all. No, I'm talking about the people who deal in this stuff, whatever, whatever form of uh, abuse or illegal behavior. Uh, whatever, whatever allegation. Whatever, whatever it might it is. be. Yeah. Is there, has research shown that this is a situation where you got caught, you know, if you use, if you get a uh, driving while intoxicated, is that something that is a one-time deal? Has research shown that it's probably 20 times, but that's the time you get, I have no clue what that would be in that way. I can't answer that whatsoever. I don't know the slightest thing about it. That's what I'm saying. There's probably yeah. studies that people that, and I'm speaking generally. I'm not speaking to any specific incident here. So uh, this Cuomo thing, what are they up to, four women now? Is there a fourth? I didn't know. I, I saw a report so, about a third. That's, and okay. that was I don't know. I'm asking. I don't know. I don't know either. I'm now, not following that close. But is there was... that a pattern? If you've done that, just deal with that. Just, just use mm-hmm. that. If you have sexual harassment from a person, a man of authority, to a subordinate, or it doesn't even have to be a, someone that you're working with. It could be a, 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 some type of relationship, whatever it might be, whatever connection there is. Has the folks who deal with that, do they know that research has shown them that it isn't isolated? Once a man does that, is he more likely? Is there usually in those situations three or four or five others? Who's that... Uh, 
the director, the dude, he I, he got uh, convicted, didn't he? The producer. Yeah, one or two women came it's out, like, and ran, then all of a ran, sudden, ran movie movie studios. Yeah. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't follow movie producers, so I don't know. I don't know the guy's Harvey name. Uh, Harvey Weinstein. Wallbanger. No. Harvey Wallbanger. <laughs> Harvey, famous Harveys. Ready, Weinst- go. Weinstein, right? Yes. Harvey I don't Weinstein. know. I don't, I don't know his name. It is. It's Harvey Weinstein. I just yes. remember that that was a big story. Now, all of a sudden, or and Bill Cosby, wasn't there multiple there, too? Yeah. yeah so that's just two examples. But is that is that typical of, of a situation involved in that? That's for the psychologists and the experts and all those people who study that type of stuff and have an idea of what they're talking about. The, they know that this is, if you go down that road, do you go down all the way in terms of doing several different... Is, multiple is, times, yeah. yeah. Is that what Les Miles is involved in now? Is there, is there multiple uh, ladies and people at LSU that led to the suspension here while in he's Kansas. in Kansas? Yeah. Is that... So, to me, I actually hadn't thought about it, but now that I think about it, is that if you do it once, is you, are you more likely to do it 10 times, 20 times? Uh, more likely, but no guarantee. I, I, I yeah. have no idea. And, and the other thing we don't know is as they investigate, we don't know what kind of responses they're getting. You know, maybe that quietly, they're, you know, just, so people might be willing to tell the investigator stuff that they don't want to go out and throw out there on media or social media or whatever. Yeah. So I mean, we got to sit back and watch. But I did think as I saw the Cuomo thing <clears throat> kind of uh, – playing out here and, and additional people coming forward you know that's not anything we're seeing here uh not that we're aware of no not that I, we're mean, aware I, don't, of, I right. don't know the status of the investigation whatsoever i don't know where it is or haven't heard anything the yeah. thing that i would like to see you know if it's if it's false assume it's uh, dennis Lindsay categorically denied it right, right. he did and yes. that that's strong language so assume for sake of argument just for the sake of argument that what he said is accurate. What's the f- blowback on the people? What's the blowback? Mason Rudolph, uh, what was the, the, the defensive end from uh, Texas A&M? Miles Garrett. Okay. Now, he says while Mason Rudolph called him the N-word. And what has been the blowback for Miles Garrett? Uh, Where aware. did this go? I'm not aware of any. Yeah. yeah, so you can well, say stuff and nothing. You know, the, Britton Johnson, and I spoke to, I just uh, golfed with Britton Johnson just here recently, and we were talking about that incident at the Final Four. And and the, and the player has since apologized to Britton, and they've established a relationship. But at the time, what was the, the penalty? Nothing. But yet if Britton had said it, oh, my gosh. That would have been a major. Major said he would resign right on the spot if 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 the young Britain would have said it. And I don't think Britain's ever even thought of that word once coming across his mind. So I'm just wondering, you know, when we make these allegations, if they're not true, what happens to the person who says it? Now I I don't know whether my, what happened here. So I'm not condemning Elijah Millsap by any stretch. But I'm just wondering what kind of blowback, what's the consequence for false accusations? Well, the Britain case you brought up, I wasn't aware of any. You know, there was subsequently an apology. Okay, well, how about? But I wasn't aware of any. Miles Garrett. 
Uh, I'm not aware of any. I think he got suspended, but that he didn't he smack him with a helmet. Yeah, that got ugly. Yeah. So there he was, was some, on, on. I mean, on the field, he was suspended full, for the remainder of that season. Full view of TV cam for smacking the guy with the helmet, yeah, right? Yeah. For using a helmet as a weapon. Yeah. I just think. Uh, you know. All right, we got to take a break here. Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider, joins us next. Larry Kristoviak at nine oh five on ninety seven five at twelve eighty the zone.